Welcome back to Rough in the Basket, episode number 10. And today we're going to be talking about the NFL draft. We got um, the draft coming up in about two weeks. So it's going to be a big event in football, a lot of new players coming in from college. And um, I got Brandon Carr here with me today discussing some of this. And uh, Brandon, you want to introduce yourself again real quick? Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to be here to talk some NFL draft prospects. This is like my favorite time of the year. You know, when we get towards draft season, we're coming up on it. It's at the end of the month. Um, so I'm very excited. But yes, I'm Brandon Carr. Um, you can find me on the Daily Goat writing some articles about some of these incoming draft prospects. Um, I have a series on there called Cars Prospect Corner, and I've been kind of getting into some of these incoming NFL draft prospects. Um, you can listen to some of my episodes on my podcast, Cars End Zone. That's also on the Daily Goat. And if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at bcar underscore 13. That's where I tweet a lot about, you know, NFL, college football, all that. So that's where you can find me. And again, I'm just really excited to be on here with you, Noah. All right. Awesome. Let's uh, let's get into it then. You know, um, I love that dynamic here today because I'm kind of just like a casual college football fan. And I, I know a decent amount with uh, wide receivers and, you know, quarterbacks and running backs to a certain extent, but everything else is kind of like lost on me. So um, Carr here is very well informed of the upcoming NFL draft class. That's why I want to have him mm -hmm. on this podcast today in particular. And yeah, uh, Carr, we're going to jump right into it with wide receivers. Um, so at the top of the class, you know, they have uh, Jamar Chase. I've heard I've heard some crazy comparisons with him. Um, some people are saying that mm -hmm. he has top 10 all time potential, you know, um, and he's definitely a, a standout number one guy in the class. Um, now, are you are you fond of that take? Do you think that he has that kind of potential or is there anybody else on the top five or, or 10 wide receivers listed right now that um, for the upcoming draft that you think could be ahead of him? So Jamar Chase is my wide receiver one in the class. I wouldn't go as far as to saying that he's a top 10 receiver of all time. You know, I don't think that's his ceiling, but he's a very good wide receiver. Um, you know, first of all, you just think about his high school, you know, coming in from high school he was a four-star recruit. He not didn't do too much his freshman season, had a 300-yard season, but as a sophomore, you know, Jamar Chase, like, that's what really, I think, separates him from a lot of these other guys. Is a 19-year-old in this LSU offense. Remember this LSU offense with Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, and Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall, who are going to be coming into the NFL draft. Like, this was a historical offense. And, you know, with Jamar Chase as a 19-year-old, 84 receptions, 1,780 receiving yards, and 20 touchdowns. He was kind of, you know, the number one on that team. And you just think about what Justin Jefferson just did in the NFL. He had maybe the greatest rookie season of all time for a wide receiver. He broke Anquan Bolden's receiving record. And to think about that, Jamar Chase, like, relegated him to the slot. Like, as, as, as a younger player, too, as a sophomore, it just – that's a, he has a tremendous amount of upside. I wouldn't go as far as to say that he has a top 10 receiver. I've seen people say he's the best wide receiver prospect since Julio Jones. I would disagree with that. I think Amari Cooper, a lot of people forget about how good of a prospect he was coming to Alabama, but Jamar Chase, he's the stud, you know, in terms of what he can do on the field, he's a physical player. Um, he makes a lot of, you know, 50, 50 balls look easy. 
Um, I think a lot of people kind of underestimated how athletic he is and he had a fantastic pro day. Like this is a guy who ran a four, three, eight as, as pro day. So like, I don't think a lot of people saw that speed coming considering he ran like a four, six when he was coming out of high school, but you can see the work that he's putting in, right? Like he got, he, he dropped from a four, six to four, three as pro day. And I get no, I get pro day numbers are sometimes a little bit skewed, a little bit juice for some of these guys, but still Jamar Chase ran a fantastic time in his pro days, athletic, physical at the catch point after the catch. I think he's really good too. Um, I guess you can knock him on his size, but six feet tall, 200 plus pounds is still, you know, I think alpha wide receiver um, measurables, but he's fantastic. I have him as my wide receiver one. Um, you know, I understand, I, I understand, I guess some of the hype that people have, but I wouldn't go that far yet considering he hasn't entered the NFL yet. <laughs> we don't know what he's going to be, but he's fantastic. He's my wide receiver one though. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think the thing with the height, is as long as you have speed as a wide receiver and you have some size on you, at least it doesn't really matter. You know, look at Odell, he's under six mm -hmm. feet. You look at Tyree kill under six feet. I mean, these guys mm -hmm. are performing at obviously a, um, a pro bowl level every single year. So I, I don't think the height is really that big of a knock on him. Um, and LSU has produced incredible talent at the wide receiver and obviously referring to Justin Jefferson, what he did last year. So um, mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you there. I got nothing to add with him. Um, do you have like a comparison that you would see out of uh, and that, a guy that's in the NFL right now that you would compare to Jamar Chase? Yeah, see, that's a good one. Um, in terms of like NFL comparison, um, Odell, you know, I, I know I'm kind of playing like the helmet game. They both went to LSU and stuff, but kind of like how they both play on the field. I think that's a good comparison. Um, I've seen people compare Jamar Chase to an Anquan Bolden, but like a more athletic Anquan Bolden. I don't hate that take as well, but Chase is just, you know, he's, I think he's just a fantastic receiver. Again, you know, thinking about what Justin Jefferson just did and you have a guy who was younger on that LSU team, who is the outside X receiver producing more than he did. It's, it's, it, you know, just think about the upside of Jamar Chase, tremendous upside in my opinion. And, you know, in terms of landing spots, like, um, I could see him going to like the Dolphins, the Lions, you know, it's not the best situations for him in terms of quarterback, you know, throwing him the football, but, or even, you know, even the Cincinnati Bengals, he can be uh, reunite with Joe Burrow, but I think he's a fantastic prospect, um, you know, and he took a year off, you know, he opted out and, you know, he had all this time in the off season with opting out to prepare for his pro day. And he knocked his pro day out of the park. Like I said, like he ran a really fast 40 time. His vertical jump was really good. You know, it's, it's just something where Jamar Chase, you know, you could see that he has that dog in him. He has that work ethic and consider what he did as a sophomore, you know, putting up a season like that, which at the time before Devonta Smith broke the record last season, he had the most receiving yards and the most receiving touchdowns in the history of the SEC as a 19 year old. So I mean, the guy has a lot of, you know, he checks a lot of um, boxes and I think he's just a fantastic wide receiver prospect. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, he has a teammate that's also pretty good uh, named Terrace Marshall Jr. And, uh, you know, I've been hearing a lot that he's been rising up the boards and 
he's not exactly the number yes. two or number three guy, um, at least ranked right now. Um, you know, that would be the, the Alabama duo there. But uh, we'll get into them in a second. Mm-hmm. But because we brought up LSU, um, sure. I wanted to bring him up immediately as well. Uh, what what are your thoughts on him? Do you think that um, he could be anywhere comparable to to Chase, or do you think that he's his uh, his own breed? Or uh, what are your thoughts on him? Harris Marshall is a sleeper. Um, I think a lot of people now are starting to catch up on him, but I really liked him. He's someone again. He was in that same he was in that same high school recruiting class as Jamar Chase, and he was actually a five star recruit. So he was more of a a higher tier prospect coming out and Terrace Marshall, like, you know, in his, in his freshman season, didn't do too much, but LSU in that 2019 season, he was in that historic offense as well. And he had 13 receiving touchdowns. Um, and, you know, you think about the teammates that he played with. So it was kind of hard for him to um, have a higher receiving yard total because he had a Justin Jefferson who, had a fantastic rookie season. And then you have Jamar Chase, who is a fantastic prospect. But, you know, in Terrace Marshall this season, uh, his past season with LSU, his junior season, when Justin Jefferson headed for the NFL with Jamar Chase opting out, Marshall, he was moved in the slot and he he dominated, you know, in the seven games that he played before he opted out, where he was just like, I have nothing else to prove. I'm going to go ahead and prepare for the NFL draft. But He had 48 catches, 731 receiving yards, and 10 touchdowns in seven games. He was the guy, the number one guy for that LSU team. And, you know, he just kind of proved it there. And I think in terms of, like, his size, he's 6'2", 205. He also ran a 4.38 at the pro day for LSU. So he showed off some speed. And when you have a guy who's 6'2", 205, with a pretty solid uh, production profile, you know, I think he's someone who I understand why he's rising up draft boards. And I think he could be a sneaky good wide receiver heading into this draft. Um, you know, if he has a pathway where he ends up on a team that he has an opportunity to take like, you know, the wide receiver one, wide receiver two spot on that team where the pathway to targets isn't as difficult for him to to surpass some of the other guys on the wide receiver depth chart, like I think he just has, I think, I just think he has that type of upside. Um, he definitely has that alpha build for him. 6'2", 205. Like I said, with the speed, you know, he showed that at the LSU pro day and he had a fantastic pro day as well. So I just think with him, you know, he was kind of behind Chase, behind Jefferson in his junior season when he became the guy for those seven games, he proves that he belongs. And I think he's a really, you know, interesting prospect. And I'm surprised, you know, it took a long time for people to kind of, you know, start putting them up a little bit higher on the draft boards. I think he's a sleeper. And, you know, now now people are starting to get um, familiar with him. So he's going to be I think he's going to be a a solid day two pick. Maybe he ends up being the day one pick, too. I've seen him mock to the first round. Um, That's very possible as well. So I really like him. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's just amazing, like how much talent LSU um, really produces at the wide receiver spot. And another college that produces a lot of talent at the wide receiver spot is Alabama. Of course, they had two mm-hmm. wide receivers go in the first round of last year's draft mm-hmm. in, in Riggs and uh, Jerry Judy. And now this mm-hmm. um, there's there's two guys in particular that are very, very talented wide receivers, uh, Devontae Smith and also Jalen Waddle. 
Um, now, out of these mm-hmm. two guys, uh, I definitely have to say that Devontae Smith was a lot more uh, prolific, uh, a lot more. He showed a lot more flair uh, last season. But um, now, in your eyes, like, which one of these guys do you think is going to have the better NFL career? And, and also, um, what are, like, some some comparisons uh, to the NFL that you would have for these two guys? Sure. So, let's get into Devonta Smith first. So, you know, again, Devonta Smith, like, you think about the season he just had, right? Like, I I will knock him on this. He was a little bit older. He was 22. So, you know, it kind of it should be taken with a grain of salt the season they had not saying that he didn't have a great season. I mean, the numbers that he put up, like they don't lie, but when you're a 22 year old going up against like younger competition, you kind of have an advantage, but Devonta Smith was fantastic. You know, Heisman trophy winner wide receiver the first time since uh, Desmond Howard back in 1991, since that's happened. So fantastic season from Devonta Smith. And, you know, it was no slouch in 2019 as well as a junior, Um, you know, he kind of, you know, he had 68, 68 receptions, 1,256 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns with Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs on the team. So it's junior season. He produced, produced his senior season, but I think, you know, he's, he's someone who a lot of people flack him because of his weight. He's 170 pounds, which if you kind of look back at some of the receivers who have weighed that much in the NFL, there's not a whole lot of guys who have hit and that's something where history does go against him. Um, I wouldn't bet against him just because I've seen the work ethic that he puts in. I've hear, you know, he's at practice, you know, after practice and he's catching like hundred, a hundred passes after practice, practice every day. Um, so he has the work ethic. I know he wants to prove a lot of people wrong. It, the weight really never affected him at the collegiate level. Um, at the NFL level, we'll see. I think, you know, he definitely has a lot of upside if um, he could continue to do what he did in college. Um, you know, again, just like that final year, winning the Heisman Trophy, just, I mean, you watch every single Alabama game, like Devonta Smith, if he didn't get like 150 yards receiving, like that was considered like a bad game for him. So he was just beating up on guys. He's a fantastic route runner. He's pretty fast. Um, you know, just he's got fantastic hands as well. He's just he's someone where like I can see like a Terry McLaurin type of receiver in him where kind of similar size, but they do both do like a lot of things well in terms of like route running and, and have great hands and stuff like that. So Devonta Smith, like you know, I understand the weight can definitely be an issue. Um, I think he has an opportunity where in the NFL, maybe he gets into an NFL facility and he can bulk up a little bit more. But, you know, I think he's a, I think he's a really good player. Um, I've seen him projected as a top 15 pick. I think he's worth it just because of that season he just had. I mean, it's hard not to take a guy who, you know, won the Heisman Trophy as a wide receiver and that hasn't been done in like, you know, 20, 30 years. Um so I, I, I like Devonta Smith. I don't like him as much as I like Jamar Chase, though. And, you know, some, some that might be a hot – I don't even think that's a hot take, but um, I guess it just depends on who you like more. But Devonta Smith, I mean, just – again, like, just think about the season he just had. And his junior season, he was great. So uh, he's – you know, you could talk about the weight. I'm not going to look too much into the weight, but 
I think he's, you know, I think he's a good wide receiver, and I think he can be at the next level. And uh, what what about his uh, counterpart there, uh, Jalen Waddle? Do you Jalen Waddle? Yeah, he's kind of at like the same level as um, Smith is, or do you think he's a level below? Or um, if you were an NFL team, where would you take him? Yeah, so Jalen Waddle, I feel like he has more upside um, because you know Jalen Waddle, he just the speed, right? Like. I understand like some of the some of the wide receivers we've seen drafted in the past, like a John Ross or um, even like a Henry Ruggs to an extent. He has, he didn't really have do too much his rookie season, but some of these faster guys, you know, sometimes don't hit the next level. But Jamal Waddle, you know, he, he honestly he can step into the NFL and be the best return man in the league because you just look back at like what he did for Alabama in the special teams department. Like he was fantastic. He's so electric. He's so twitchy. Like he's so quick. And, you know, I remember a video. Um, it was him and Henry Ruggs. They were running, they were running a 40 together. And Henry Ruggs, I believe ran like a four two seven at the NFL combine last season. And Jalen Waddle was like neck to neck to him. So he's got legit four, two speed. Um, and, you know, considering how great of a special teams player he was, and then he kind of developed into a more of a wide receiver this past season. Um, unfortunately for him, he suffered a, I believe, a broken ankle against Tennessee, and he was out for most of the season. He played in the national championship game, but really didn't do too much. Um, but Jalen Waddle was, he was fantastic. Like he was averaging like over 100 yards a game, those first five games that he played. Um you know, he's, he's fantastic. I think he's got a lot of upside. I've seen Tyree kill comparisons and like, I don't hate it. I know a lot of wide receivers who come into the league who are like track stars, quote unquote, they get that Tyree kill, you know, comparison, but like Jalen Waddle, I think, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that comparison with Jalen Waddle just because I think as like a wide receiver, he's really developed into a pretty solid route runner I've seen him make contested catches before. So he's got good hands and just how quick he is. Like that's going to be hard to defend in the NFL. And even if he's not like a great receiver, I think he could be a fantastic special teams player too. Cause he's, I think, you know, I think he, he was the best special teams return man for like the past two or three seasons in college football. He's just so electric. Um, so Jalen Waddle, I think he definitely has a lot of upside. Um, I wouldn't take him over, a Jamar Chase. I know like I've seen people put Jalen Waddle over him, but I like, you know, Jalen Waddle, I think definitely has a lot of upside just with that speed alone. And, you know, he was productive in those for those first five games this season with Devonta Smith there. Um, you could make an argument if Jalen Waddle was healthy. I don't think Devonta Smith would have won the Heisman because you would have had Jalen Waddle, who's also putting up hundred yards a game, probably would have went to Mac Jones, but it's just, you know, I think Jalen Waddle, I think he can be good at the next level if he can stay healthy. Um, the ankle, I think, is probably good by now. Um, but, yeah, I think a Tyree Kill comp- uh, comparison with him, I think it's more warranted than we've seen with some of these other guys in the past who have gotten that uh, that tag to them. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never really that big of a fan of that, that label, just because I feel like I hear that with so many people, you know, like uh, last year um, with rugs, you know, I, I heard that with him just because of his speed. And it's like, like you, you, you hit it the nail on the head, you know, with every guy that comes out, 
where he's like a track star. He's quick. You know, they kind of compare him to Tyree Kill. But I definitely see where you're saying where you're going with that. Um, and now, you know, we're, we're kind of going in twos here with the, you know, with first with LSU and then with Alabama. And now we're going to move on to Florida. Um, two, two guys from Florida, um, you know, and, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they do. Um, and now what do you think about uh, Kyle Pitts and how do you feel about his uh, counterpart? Kyle Pitts, I'm going to say it now, and people that know me know that I feel this way, and I've said this on Twitter, he's the best tight end prospect in the last 20 years. I, I firmly believe that when you look at Kyle Pitts, right, this is a guy who is 6'6", right, 200, over 240 pounds, and he just, he's a, like a lot of people call him a unicorn on the field, he's a unicorn on the field. This guy ran a 4-4-4-40 time for a tight end, super fast. His wingspan was the longest recorded wingspan in like the last like 20 plus years. He broke DK Metcalf's record. So out of every wide receiver tight end that has ever gotten their arms measured for a wingspan, he had the longest one. Um, and he's just, he's fantastic. He can, you can move him, you can play him as a traditional tight end in line. You can move him in the slot. You could put him out wide and get one-on-one matchups with the corner outside. And he, his releases are like a wide receivers. He's just, he's got great feet. His, you know, again, his catch radius. I talk about that, that wingspan. His fantastic catch radius. He didn't drop a single pass last season, not one pass. And you look at some of the, the you know, the catches that he had to make contested catches. Kyle Pitson dropped a single pass. So he was money no matter what. Um, he was injured a little bit last season too. I believe he had a concussion and then I believe he might've had a knee injury or ankle injury. Um, and he missed some games, but he still had 12 receiving touchdowns and had over 700 yards. If he played a full season, there, there might've been a chance that Kyle Pitts could have had like 20 touchdowns. Um, the guy is fantastic. I just think he's the best tight end prospect we've seen in the last 20 years. I understand, you know, there's been guys like, your own Detroit Lions tight end TJ Hawkinson who was drafted in the top 10 and he was kind of seen as like this all-around guy who can block um you know you think of Vernon Davis um you think of trying to think of some other tight ends uh like Noah Fant he was a first round uh tight end as well but I just think Kyle Pitts in terms of his size his athleticism his production he is just so so good. Um, he honestly, for me, he's a top three prospect in this entire class. Like in terms of every position, I think he's a top three player. Um, I don't think he can bust honestly, unless if he like suffers some like really bad injuries, but considering how you think about the tight ends now with like, like a guy I've seen compared to Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders is moved around all around the formation. Like, I've seen Darren Waller moved out wide. I've seen Darren Waller play obviously in line as a regular tight end in the slot. That's what Kyle Pitts is. I think Kyle Pitts' upside could be the best tight end in football. I, I really, really believe that. It could be a hot take from some people, but he's just, I, in my opinion, with his size, production, speed, athleticism, he's fantastic. Um, he's just so good. And, you know, if I'm a team, maybe like the Atlanta Falcons who – you know, are being kind of rumored about maybe trading out of that spot. If they stay put and they take a Kyle Pitts, I would not be mad at that because 
I think Kyle Pitts can make an impact right away. Um, I think he just fits that modern tight end build with everything I said about his size, athleticism, production. I think he just can be fantastic. And, you know, I know tight ends sometimes they take a while to make an impact in the NFL if you're an incoming rookie tight end, but just what Kyle Pitts can bring to a football team, how really you don't even have to play him as a tight end. You can play him as a wide receiver. Like (laughs) I've seen him compared to Calvin Johnson. Like I'm not going to go that far. Like that's a crazy, that's a crazy comp, but it's just, you move the guy you like, he's basically, if you can move him out wide as a wide receiver. And like, if you've seen him play, like he can run routes really well. He has great footwork. He has like wide receiver footwork. So you put a guy in the outside who's six, six and has like legit four, four speed and, you know, can run great routes and has that cat, the, you know, that wingspan, like, He's just a unicorn, and I just think, you know, with how good he is and just the draft capital that he's going to get, because I think he's going to go, no doubt, top 10, um, he's going to make an impact right away, and I I love the guy. He's going to be a fantastic player in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, to have him ranked that high, you know that guy's going to be special, especially when a lot of analysts in the NFL that do these kinds of rankings and whatnot, you know, they never rank a – a, a tight end really um, ahead of the number one wide receiver. And it's like Jamar Chase and, and Kyle Pitts are ranked like he- head on head, like so close to each other. And um, that's me exactly. Rankings. Yep. Yeah. Which says a lot for sure. And uh, before we move on um, from the wide receiver tight end um, category, uh, two more questions. One, um, what do you think about uh, Kadarius Tony? Do you, do you think he could be a, a good wide receiver in the NFL? I'm not a big fan of Kadarius Tony. Um, I know some people, a lot of like the draft with the mainstream draft analysts really like him and I get it because on film, he looks fantastic. He's, you know, a slot kind of more so a slot receiver. Um, He's very elusive, can break tackles and stuff. But my problem with him is his first three seasons at Florida, he did absolutely nothing. Like this is a guy, his freshman season had 152 yards Sophomore season had 260 yards and his junior season had 194 yards. It took him being a senior to make an impact. And for me, I don't like that. Um, when you have a late breakout like that, it's just, it's something where like, I like guys who can break out their freshman, sophomore seasons. Cause that to me, that tells me that you're, uh, that you have a higher probability of being a good pro. And he t- it took him a long time. And you, if you think about the receivers that Florida had in front of him, I would say the best one's Van Jefferson. You know, <laughs> like is there's not there wasn't too many, um, too much competition for Kadarius Tony to really elevate himself up to that depth chart, and he just never did that. Um, you know, he had like Trevon Grimes. Um, I'm trying to think of some guys like Tyree Cleveland, and like again, like Van Jefferson. Like there just wasn't too much competition ahead of him. And it took him being 22 years old, 21 years old to finally break out. So I'm a little bit, you know, iffy on him. I don't, I think him, I've seen people put him in the first round. I would, I would not touch him in the first round whatsoever. I feel like he's more so of a flyer pick. Like I would probably take a shot on him as like a day three pick if I'm being honest. And I don't know if I'm being too harsh on him. I'm not saying, you know, he's going to be terrible, but. I just think he's being heavily overrated by a lot of people. Um, You know, he definitely, again, like he has that tackle breaking ability, his speed, he's got the speed there. Um, 
I think he's he profiles more so as a slot receiver, but I just, you know, with him not doing anything for his first three seasons, like that just doesn't sit well, even as a junior, like who was in front of you and you couldn't break out in front of them. Right. Like I get, you know, in high school, he was a quarterback and he transitioned to a wide receiver, but he still had three years to figure that out. And he couldn't, and he figured it out his senior season where he's going up against, you know, these underclassmen. Um, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge Kadarius Tony guy. Um, you know, I'm not saying that he, he's going to be a, a terrible player. I'm just really not that high on him compared to other people. And I just wouldn't touch him in the first round. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't uh, too sure about him. I haven't really heard that much on him. So it's uh, definitely an interesting take and we'll see how mm-hmm. all those wide receivers and, uh, and Kyle Pitts does, uh, does as well. But uh, I want to actually move definitely. on to the quarterbacks because sure. this, this quarterback class is just so fascinating, you know, um, so rare mm-hmm. when you see four or five quarterbacks taken the first round, usually it's two, maybe three. Um, but this year there is a huge, huge, huge demand for quarterbacks in the NFL. And in my opinion, some of these guys are being a little overvalued just because of how much demand there is. Um, but yeah, the, the top five quarterbacks um, that they have listed on this chart is, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a solid number one, Zach Wilson at number two, Justin Fields, number three, Trey, Lawrence, Trey Lance, number four, and Mac Jones, number five. Um, so, I mean, we're just going to start out with Trevor Lawrence, and we're probably going to knock that one out pretty quickly because he's a consensus number one pick. He's going to go with the Jaguars, no questions there. Um, I mean, do you, I'll just ask you this just to summarize Trevor Lawrence real quick. Do you think that there is any chance whatsoever that he could end up being a bust? Any chance? Because in my opinion, I don't see it, but we'll. I don't, I don't see it, man. There's not much to say about Trevor Lawrence. I've talked about him enough. He's just, the guy's fantastic coming in out of high school, you know, from his freshman season, winning the national championships. And now the way he carries himself, you know, the, just the performance on the football fields, He's just a leader, and there's nothing much else to say. I think he's just fantastic. You know, his arm, his size, he's prototypical quarterback size. He's mobile. You know, I just think he's, you know, one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in a long time come out. Um, Definitely the best since Locke. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would say the best since Locke. He's just – he's so great. He's just been a winner. You know, he's made the national champion. He won the national championship as a freshman you know, made the national championship as a sophomore and then, you know, was in the college football playoffs last year. He's just, he's just fantastic. There's nothing much else to say. And, you know, Jacksonville, I don't think at this point anyone's questioning it. Um, I know Trevor Lawrence also just got married. So congratulations to him. And I know I saw that Jags fans were, were gifted, were, I'm pretty sure sending him and his uh, wife gifts. So it's pretty, yeah, it's it's pretty, everybody knows. I think it's official at this point. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to summarize Trevor Lawrence, uh, best quarterback prospect we've probably seen since Andrew Luck. That's, that's all we have to say there. Um, that's all we have to say. But uh, Zach Wilson now at number two here. Um, now it's, it's almost consensus at this point that he's going to go number two with the Jets. Obviously Sam Donald just got traded Carolina over the last uh, week and a half. And uh, it, it's looking more and more likely that they are going to draft Zach Wilson. Um, now, now this is where things get a little bit controversial. My take on Zach Wilson, I've watched a lot of film on him. I've listened to reviews about him, and I personally think he is highly overrated. That's just my, my take on him. 
Um, and my, my reason for that is because I just don't think that he has played a lot of very good competition. You know, um, a lot of analysts, they talk about the Coastal Carolina game where he, he struggled a little bit, uh, didn't look his best. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of teams that he was playing that were not ranked. I'm pretty sure he only played one ranked team, maybe, maybe two. But in those games, um, you know, I, I just didn't really see a lot that I thought was impressive. I think, yes, um, you know, for being a quarterback from BI, B, BYU um, in college football, yes, he had a great season. No knock on him there. But I just I, – I really am not sure what to make of him at this point. I think his rise was, was pretty historic. I mean, um, you know, he definitely wasn't valued at, at first round um, status. Uh, at the, I, I mean, at the beginning of the season, his, his rise really came throughout the season. Um, so from my, uh, my knowledge and from what I've seen, I mean, it is a limited perspective. Um, you know, I, I haven't analyzed college football that much, but from what I've seen, I'm just, I'm not a fan at this point, but uh, do you disagree with that take or um, what are your thoughts on, on him at this point? I feel like I'm in a pretty similar boat as you um, because, all right, I'm not going to, you know, I, for me with Zach Wilson, like I don't hate him. Personally, um, I think he has first round talent as a quarterback, but I'm just not I'm not sold on him being, you know, a better, better quarterback prospect than Justin Fields. I don't want to get started on that right now. Maybe we will end up talking about it's just the blasphemy there. But, um, you know, with Zach Wilson, he's someone who he took over for a 25 year old quarterback as a freshman. And, you know, I mean, that says that's, that's good. You know, you're taking over for a guy who's much older than you and, you know, Zach Wilson, his first two seasons wasn't too great. And yeah, he wasn't like a, a highly touted prospect coming into this college football season, but we saw that again with Joe Burrow as well, where he kind of really elevated himself, but different situations, Zach Wilson, I'm going to also talk about the competition he played it, BYU. They didn't play a whole lot of good teams. And with Zach Wilson, like I've seen people compare him to Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. That to me is just ridiculous. I don't like comparing players to like hall of fame level, you know, talent. I feel like that's just really unfair to them. Um, but you know, Zach Wilson, he has the arm talent. I will say he's got a, a very strong arm and he can make these off platform throws. We've seen that. However, I've seen him also miss wide open guys underneath. And I know he's made a lot of tight window throws and stuff. But again, I'm going to talk about the competition. I feel like an NFL defensive back, if they were in a situation like that, where a quarterback, you know, makes a tight window throw, but it's against lesser competition. I feel like an NFL defensive back can make a play on that personally. Um, you know, if he's going to go two to the Jets, I'm not completely sold, but Jets still really don't have a number one receiver. Like they have Corey Davis, they have Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder, but it's still not a great team. The offensive line, I know they have Makai Becton, but it's still not a fantastic offensive line. They don't have a great running back right now. And I know um, Mike, Mike LaFleur came from Kyle Shanahan's um, offensive uh, scheme and system and stuff. So maybe he has some ability to kind of, help Zach Wilson out because again like I've said I've seen Zach Wilson miss wide open guys underneath and Zach Wilson has taken more riskier shots down the field and a lot of those throws I just feel like an NFL defensive back could probably make a play on that so 
And also another thing with Zach Wilson, he's had a shoulder injury on his throwing arm before and his throwing motion is a little, it's a quick release, but it's a little wonky, a little wonky. Um, so there are some concerns that what if he gets another shoulder injury, you know, and we've seen that with Cam Newton, you know, with him and how shoulder injuries have kind of affected his throwing, uh, throw power and stuff. So, you know, Zach Wilson, I'm not sold on him being, you know, this Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. I think, you know, he can, I think his, honestly, his upside could be like a Matthew Stafford type of quarterback where they have a strong arm, can make a lot of, you know, off platform throws and stuff, but he can also be like a Jay Cutler, um, you know, someone like that. But I'm not really too sold on Zach Wilson either. I don't hate him. I think he's a first round talent because of his arm talent and his ability to make those off platform throws. I just, you know, competition wise, wasn't great competition. And some of those throws, I think NFL defensive backs can make plays on that rather than um, UCF corners and coastal Carolina corners. You know, it's, I I just think, um, you know, he is, he is being a little bit overrated. Um, so I do agree with you to that extent. For sure. I think the the thing about Zach Wilson is that I, I just don't see him being better than Sam Darnold. And I'm not a Sam Darnold fan by any means, but I think at, at one point, you know, Sam Darnold, he's been in the NFL for three years. He's never really had a solid coaching staff. And, you know, now there's more stability being put in place. Um, you know, they signed uh, Corey Davis, I believe. You know, they're starting to put pieces yes. there. And I think that, you know, they should have given him one more year or maybe drafted somebody in the, the third round, fourth round, just see how they did if uh, Sam Donald didn't do well, because I'm just not loving, um, I'm not loving uh, this guy at number two. I mean, but another thing they could have done or they could do potentially still is they could go with uh, Justin Fields. And Thank you. now, I, yeah, and that's what they should do. You know, I absolutely love Justin Fields. I'm not a fan of Ohio State quarterbacks generally. I did not like Dwayne Haskins coming out. Um, but I think Justin Fields is just a different breed at quarterback. Um, and, you know, personally, from what I've seen out of him, he's been able to be extremely consistent over two seasons. Um, you know, and, and mm-hmm. he hasn't shown like he was relying on the system to be a good quarterback. I think he showed that he's actually – a good quarterback without being at Ohio state, in my opinion, so far. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming you agree with that statement. Oh yeah. Yeah. First of all, the disrespect that I've seen towards Justin Fields, is just ridiculous. Like there, I, Dan Orlovsky had to put out a video, former, former Lions quarterback, uh, put out a video on Twitter and, he essentially so he had to like backtrack because essentially on ESPN he like said that Justin Fields, like I, I forget the exact quote, but it was on the lines of like that he's not a hard worker. Um, and first of all, I think that's just ridiculous to say that an athlete is not a hard worker because I think you know all every athlete, you know they want to get to the the pros like they're working hard to get to that point. So to say that I think is ridiculous and. You know, I've seen Chris Sims, Chris Sims's quarterback list. He has Zach Wilson. This is QB one, whatever. He's the one that compared uh, Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, but he has Justin Fields like below Kellen Mond um, as he's, he has like Justin Fields as quarterback five. So like the disrespect for Justin Fields is, is crazy to me. Um, I've seen Justin Fields, the moment where he got, he transferred from 
Georgia to Ohio State, and he come, comes in his sophomore season and throws 40 touchdowns and, like, two interceptions. I mean, that's just – you can't get better than that. And then this past season, you know, the Big Ten kind of had, like, some COVID uh, problems, and they didn't play a whole lot of games. But Justin Fields, a lot of people were knocking him on that Northwestern game, which it was a bad game. You know, he didn't have his number one receiver in Chris Olave there, but I think it was just a bad game overall. Northwestern's a very good defense. Um, but you know, Justin Fields, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, but is he going to be a good pro because of this game? But then the next game against Clemson in that game against Clemson, he beat Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields was absolutely like incredible. Like he had, I think like a five touchdown game over 300 yards. He gets hit in the chest, in the ribs. And you're like, oh man, he might've like broken a rib or something. He comes back in the game and he like just delivers an absolute moon, you know, rocket moonshot to Chris Olave for a touchdown. So like, and I've seen that before with him too. I remember he got injured, I think a game against Michigan and then he comes right back into the game and throws a touchdown. To me, that shows a lot of guts, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, you know, just shows heart for him to come back on the field and just, you know, shake off, you know, that hit that he took and just throw a touchdown. That just shows me a lot. I think a lot of people, a lot of Ohio State players have vouched for him, seeing how great of a leader he is. And if you've seen like his pro day, um, he's thrown twice now. Uh, he threw, I believe, yesterday um, in front of Kyle Shanahan and like Josh McDaniel, some of the guys who were thinking about, teams who were thinking about taking him. But, you know, he's got just a rocket arm. He ran a 4-4-40, which we knew he was fast. So he's got the physical tools, physically gifted. And I, I just don't want to bet on him. I don't understand why, you know, the slander is kind of being thrown his way. I just think, you know, he's a fantastic football player in terms of just guts and heart and, you know, just physical tools. And, you know, he's just – he's been a five-star recruit, you know, and he was a five-star recruit in high school. He's been fantastic as a college player. He's, he's a winner. He's won, you know, a lot of big games. I just, you know, with me and Justin Fields, it's, I, I, I have no problem putting him as my quarterback too in this class. And I think more people should, because I just think that this respect for him towards him has just been kind of ridiculous at yeah, this point. No, for sure. For sure. It's been absolutely ridiculous. I think like, I don't know how somebody can say that Zach Wilson is a better quarterback than Justin Fields when, you know, um, Zach Wilson, when uh, he was uh, in his second year of college as a starter, you know, he threw for 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions against subpar talent. I mean, that's that's not good. <laughs> I mean, that's really not good for for a potential potential number two pick. And then, you know, you look at Justin Fields and um, if you just uh, ignore his, his freshman stats at Georgia, um, you know, he still has 63 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And then he has an additional four, uh, 15 touchdowns rushing at Ohio State playing against teams like Michigan, you know, Michigan State. Um, you know, Pennsylvania, like a bunch of uh, very talented programs that produce NFL talent, you know, at the defensive position. So I, I just don't, I don't understand these comparisons. I don't understand why they're valuing, um, while they're, uh, why they are valuing Zach Wilson and why they are valuing other quarterbacks. Like, um, I mean, for instance, uh, Trey Lance, you know, he's another guy um, that we're going to touch on. And, um, you know, I, for me, he's in the same boat here as Zach Wilson. Like today, I, I was trying to do a little more homework on him because I wasn't that familiar with him. I saw that he basically had a perfect season 
um, the year of yes. 2019 mm-hmm. where he didn't throw a touch, uh, an mm-hmm. interception. He had like something like 30, mm-hmm. 28 touchdowns throwing and several rushing. And, uh, you know, I just typed in highlights, um, Trey Lance. And my problem with the video and with Trey Lance as a football player, as a quarterback in the NFL, is that the first four or five highlights were all rushes. And his throws for me really weren't that impressive. Um, so, you know, I, I don't have that much knowledge of him. I know he went to the same school as Carson Wentz and obviously Carson Wentz has turned out, I mean, he had a rough year last year, but before that, if you ignore that year, he's turned out to be a pretty good quarterback, but I, I just, I'm not a fan of him. I don't think he's proven enough last year. He only played that one game, you know, due to COVID. Um, so I, I just don't see anything in him. I mean, is there anything that you see that you like out of him? Yeah, um, I like him more than Zach Wilson. Um, Trey Lance, he, the thing with him is he doesn't have enough experience because he played um, – He's I think he's only played in like 16 or 17 games total of his career. I could be wrong on that number, but he, he doesn't – nonetheless, he just doesn't have the, the experience as some of these other quarterbacks. So I think he's more so of a guy who I don't think you should plug in right away and start him, I think if he can go to a team where he can sit for maybe a year or two, I think he has, I think he has a tremendous amount of upside because I think he has the physical tools. I think his arm strength is really good. Um, his deep ball is, is pretty solid as well. Um, he's got a, I, he's got a really strong arm and stuff. And, and in terms of like his physical ability and his, his like speed and stuff, like he's, he's got that. Um, so He's just someone where I wouldn't start him right away. I think I'm from the Atlanta Falcons. I would consider it if I'm not um, trading back because at least he can sit for a couple of years behind Matt Ryan because I think he definitely has upside. I think, you know, he just doesn't hasn't had the experience as some of these other quarterbacks. He didn't play in a lot of games. And then you talk about competition, like North Dakota State and the FCS is like the Alabama of, <laughs> of that conference. Like they're always winning games and stuff. So he is playing with the best of the best, I guess, on his team in that conference. But it's, you know, it's just something where, like, I think he needs to sit. Um, I think physical tools, he definitely has that. He has the arm strength. But he's just someone where he's a little bit more raw. And I, But I think he has a lot of upside. Kind of maybe like a Josh Allen where, you know, they went to, like, smaller schools, but – I think Trey Lance just needs time to sit and learn behind a quarterback. And then maybe, you know, he could be a total bust. I just don't think there's a middle with him. I think he could be really good or could be really bad. It's just, I don't think you can put him in right away and start him. He just needs time to develop. And if I think if he can get that, I think there's a good chance that he actually could end up being a pretty good quarterback. I think with a lot of these guys is about like the right situation. You know, if, um, it, like Definitely. maybe with Sam Donald too, maybe we'll see in Carolina that he's uh he's actually a pretty good quarterback. You know, if, if you go to a team where you don't have a good head coach, you know, you're, you're not really um, trusted or uh, your teammates aren't really that supportive, or maybe they're not that talented, mm-hmm. you know, there's a variety of factors here. So it's, it's hard to say whether a guy is, uh, you know, either not a good prospect at all um, once he gets drafted. And, you know, once he, he shows who he is in the NFL and he, if he doesn't play good, you know, it's hard to say if he was just a bad prospect or if it was a bad situation. So a lot of this stuff is really situation-based. So I definitely see what you're saying. I think a hundred percent, if Trey Lance ends up going day one, I, I think he's an absolute bust, you know, but maybe 
maybe you're right on that. Maybe if they give him some time that, you know, I just think he needs time. I just, I, I just don't want him to get thrown under the fire right away. I don't think that's good for him. I think, I just don't think there's a middle with him. I think his floor is just, he doesn't really have a floor. I just feel like it's either he's very good or he's really bad. It's just dependent on situation where he goes. And if he's not thrown in under, into the fire right away, I feel like if, if he's in a, on a team where they have a good offensive system and a good quarterback coach and offensive coordinator who can groom him, I think he has the physical tools where he could be really good. It just depends on where he goes and yeah, if he plays or not. Fair. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I do want to move on to Mac Jones, though, because, you know, okay. for me, this guy has – at first, I was very skeptical about him. I have watched a, a decent amount of Alabama games this year, and even seeing the things he's done throughout the season, I was very skeptical of him just because he's an Alabama quarterback, and Alabama doesn't have a great history of producing NFL talent, mm-hmm. um, you know, but they, they do have Tua. You know, the book's still out on him. Nobody really knows how he's going to do this. It's going to be a make-or-break season for him with the Dolphins, but that's a story for yeah. another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Mac Jones, for me at least, uh, from the, the footage I've watched, uh, I could just say that he has a very accurate arm. He has a fairly strong arm, and he his footwork is exceptional, which is all stuff that NFL teams absolutely love. Um, and at first, I wasn't that big of a fan of him, like I said, but watching what I've watched recently with, and um, you know, seeing his, his comparisons and the way that scouts view him, He's kind of jumped up my board a little bit. And now I'm willing to say that he's definitely my third favorite quarterback in the class. Um, you know, uh, d- do you okay. think that the Alabama stereotype of them not producing good talent is applicable with Mac Jones? Or do you think that he's going to overcome that label? I think he's, I think he could be a really good NFL quarterback. I would have no problem building my team around him. Um, you know, considering he had less weapons to work with than Tua and I thought Mac and Mac Jones was fantastic with the weapons that he had. I mean, you know, he had Devonta Smith, obviously Heisman trophy winning wide receiver and he had Najee in the backfield, but you know, Jalen Waddle barely played that. He played only like five games that season. His wide receiver too was like John Mechie and like the Slade Boldens of the world. Like not like not saying they're terrible, but like they're not Jalen Waddle. Um, so he had a little bit less to work with in Tua, and I thought Mac Jones was great. Um, you know, he's someone who kind of reminds me of like like a Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, you know, type of quarterback where I think NFL teams or NFL fans may not think he's like the most sexy pick considering he's not like, you know, like a Justin Fields, like Trevor Lawrence or someone who's like mobile and can make like these like really crazy throws and stuff. But he's someone who I think could be a, a solid NFL quarterback. I think he has a relatively safe floor. I think it's just, you know, where he ends up in terms of a situation. I think you can build a team around him. I would have no problem with it. I think his deep ball is really good. I think his arm, you know, it's not the strongest arm, but it's a, it's still a really good arm. Um, Talk about the footwork. He's got great pocket presence. He's just not the most mobile guy, Um, which is fine. Cause like I said, my comps for him were Matt Ryan, Kirk cousins, those types of quarterbacks. So I think you can, I think you can build a team around him. Um, and yeah, I just think, you know, he could be a solid NFL quarterback. I think he could be a franchise quarterback um, just depending on how, where he ends up in, you know, the team around him. I think he can be a really solid NFL quarterback, I think. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, from uh, a Lions standpoint, I see personally a lot of Matthew Stafford in him. Just from the footwork and, and the way he composes himself in the pocket, I, I mean, I, I think I could see him definitely becoming a, a Matthew Stafford-esque mm-hmm. quarterback. But we'll see how that goes. Um, just real quick to wrap up, uh, do you have any big sleepers for quarterbacks or wide receivers or tight ends or anybody for that matter before we wrap up the podcast? Um, quarterbacks, I just feel like those five guys we talked about are kind of the top five. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about Kellen Mond. I, he would probably be my quarterback six, but kind of after that is really not too much to talk about, but I do want to talk about the wide receivers a little bit more because this is a really deep wide receiver class. I know last year was a pretty deep wide receiver class. This one is pretty deep as well. Um, you know, some of the guys that we haven't even mentioned yet, like Rondale Moore, I think is my favorite player in this entire draft, just because like, he's just someone who I've loved since his freshman year at Purdue. And I understand he's five, seven, 180 pounds. He's, you know, that height is just, he's not tall, but he'll be a slot receiver in the NFL. And he just has, I mean, just the, just his athletic profile, like his 40 time, he was, he was blazing. I think he ran like a four two nine. his vertical jump was over 40 inches for a guy with five, seven. That's ridiculous. And, you know, he had a, an unbelievable freshman season at Purdue as an 18 year old had over a hundred, hundred receptions over a thousand yards. And, you know, he was just, he's so dynamic um, with the ball in his hands. He just plays bigger than what he is. Um, I think he's a fantastic player. There's Deami Brown from North Carolina, who's kind of like a deep threat wide receiver who I really like. Um, you got, you got Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, who is another great slot wide receiver. Um, there's Tywin Wallace. A lot of people forget about him. And Rashad Bateman, another guy I really, really, really like. Um, who, you know, with him, it's just he kind of – his 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 uh, pro day wasn't fantastic because he kind of weighed in a little bit less than what people expected, but that's because he had COVID and he lost probably lost some weight. So he was 100 – People thought he was like 210. He weighed in at, two, at uh, 190. But I think he's a guy who's just a complete package at wide receiver. In terms of route running, he's a relatively fast guy. He's got great hands. You know, he, he's a really good player as well. So this wide receiver class, I think there's a lot of guys that I really like in this class. Um, I wouldn't say it's as deep as the 2020 class, but it's still, I think at the top, it, it can definitely compete with like, the CD lambs and the Justin Jeffersons and the Jalen Ragers and T Higgins is of the world. So this is another really good class. I think a wide receiver. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this whole NFL draft plays out. There's always some plot twists, always some surprises. So it's going to be a good time watching it. I'm looking forward. Absolutely. To, you know, hopefully we got some of our picks right and our uh, predictions come true with uh, the talent, but we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Anyways, uh, Carr, it's been a good time having you on. Thank you for coming on. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. That was This was really fun. For sure, man. Gotta do it again. Feel free to come back. Definitely. But uh, yes, yeah, man. this has been Roughing the Basket, episode number 10. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back here next week. I'll see you then.